Hello and welcome to the Beads and Bulldogs podcast. I'm Aiden and this is my dad. Hello, yes, it's me, Scott. Um, welcome to episode number 37, um, which is the Aiden special. Yeah, it's my birthday tomorrow. It's birthday tomorrow, so Aiden's birthday special. Um, so, a little bit of a, an update from us, given that we haven't been doing anything in the podcast world for four weeks now. Yeah. Uh, shortly after we got, we did our last episode, we, we got noticed that we had to go and find another house to live in. Yeah. Which has not been overly exciting. So, we have spent the last three weeks, thereabouts, uh, looking for another place, which has been a fucking monumental pain in the ass, <laughs> to say the least. But we found a place, so that's good. But we're on a bit of a move to the south side of Brisbane. Yeah. So, it's incredibly poor timing, because, you know, it's halfway through his year 10, and all that sort of stuff, but it is what it is. We can't do anything about it, because we rent. Yeah. Um. So, that's, that is that. That's why we have been absent, because we have been out nearly every weekend looking at either shitty houses. Well, I haven't. Well, Aiden hasn't, because he's just decided... Just whatever's. Um. <laughs> if it's a house that I can live in, is slightly better than this one, then I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. So we went and looked at heaps of houses, um, and some of them were shit. Yeah, like some of them were so poorly looked after by the people living in them. It's like fucking. I don't want it. I I feel grubby being in here. I don't want this. Even though it's gonna be cleaned when they leave, you look at it and you go, it's just fucking feral. Um, one of them had a backyard that was so damn steep, I'd think the lawnmower would roll over trying to mow it. Yeah. I don't know how you would actually mow it. I'm not sure how you would get up that steepness. Um, or not mow it, which I think is what the current tenants have done. <laughs> it's just not mowed it. Um, and, and then we had other ones where it was, the real estate was like, like, like a psychopath. Like she was just like a drill sergeant out the front, like lining everyone up and shit. Um, Jeez. it was insane was really insane and then the house itself whilst ha- had promise wasn't that nice so we're quite fortunate with one we got now um we are heading down to ripley and don't start giving homes. like our location like it's okay ripley's fucking huge if they find us in ripley then good four years <laughs> um it's like hundreds and hundreds of houses in there yeah. um so it's, it's not too bad we live or, on exactly ripley street 128 yeah yeah fifth avenue uh, yeah, our IP address is one one two point three five five six. Fucking yep, yep. <laughs> there you go. Fixing ourselves. You've got all the details, everything, the whole lot. And if you want to pay my phone bill, go for it. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a big change, but it's a good area. It's a good part of the world. Seems quite nice. Very big change for us because we're going from the whole sort of inner suburbs to the the outer suburbs yeah but on the plus side it's going to be closer to the racetrack it's going to be closer to most of the things we like to do yeah so instead of having an hour drive each time we want to go to like Willow you know Willowbank or to Queensland Raceway yeah it'll be 20 minutes much shorter so much much shorter uh in other in other news what other news has there been? Oh, you did your work experience. Yeah, I did a work experience. I was a 
I was basically the apprentice's apprentice for four <laughs> days. Um, it was fun though. Worked on a lot of cars. Did a fair bit of stuff. More stuff than I thought I would. I thought I'd just mm. be fucking sleeping floors the whole time. Yeah. I actually yeah. got to do some things. Mm. Um, yeah, there's some nice cars. Um, I got KFC on the last day on Friday. <laughs> uh, and the, the, the guy there, the third year apprentice, Jack, he's got a fucking sick patrol. I love it. <laughs> Basically got me in a four by fours now. Yeah. Fair bit. I yep. like Hiluxes now, but mm. his patrol was pretty cool. Yeah. Big suffer in the subwoofer in the back, no exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, there you go. So you you're gonna end up having the the mix of both worlds, like yeah. the, the I'm slammed a, car. I'm gonna have like a slammed D thirty six drift car, and then a lifted mm. off its chops Hilux. Yep. That's what that's what I'm planning. Yep. Non turbo old Hilux. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully turbo, but yeah. we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, it is good to go and do the work experience and actually get involved in yeah what you want to go and do as a career. I definitely learnt a fair bit, yeah, tools and stuff, and the underside of a car. Because I mean, honestly, I haven't seen the underside of a car all that much, so I didn't know how yeah. the fuck anything of the like suspension, drive trains and yeah. shit worked. Now I know how four by fours work. Yeah, you got the drive shaft, the drive shaft on the side. Mm-hmm. Of the front axle, and yep. then you have the gearbox, and then there's the transfer case. Yep. And then you have another drive shaft, which goes to the rear axle. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, I had no clue how they worked. Yeah, yeah. It was just magic. Yeah, they have the transfer box on the side of the gearbox, which yeah, which works to split the drive. You know, a normal car just doesn't have the transfer box. You'll either just go straight to the back or yeah to the front. And um. What was it? Oh fuck! What part? It was on. It was on an '80s series. Yep. That had a whole bunch of mods and stuff on it. It uh, you know, like above the front axle, and it's only on like really extreme four by fours, and it's got like, it's like suspension almost, but it's on top of the front axle, and it's like zigzag. Yep. yep. What's that yeah, called? Like, like is is that your sway bar or something? Is that a sway bar uh, or a control arm? Contro- it's probably some control. I think it's a control arm. Yeah. A sway bar or something. Mm. Yeah, because they were on that side. It it. it it was like an optical illusion from the way I was standing. I thought one of the wheels was hanging lower. <laughs> like something yeah. was broken. Yep. And then I looked at the wheels themselves and they were like equal. So I was really confused looking at it. <laughs> that's just yep. how it's meant to be. That's just how it's meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. That 80 series is pretty cool. Apparently the handbrake's really shit because it's going around the side of the place to park it. Yep. And he put the handbrake on and it just kept rolling forward. <laughs> <laughs> so Toyotas are reliable, but they've got shit handbrake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's probably had too many handbrake. He's done it. That's probably, it's probably, probably broken the handbrake. Tried to drift it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe something like that, or four wheel drive and just do it at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, your your, your Japanese four wheel drives are probably a little bit cheaper than all the other JDM cars out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. And then you can join the, the off-road scene and... Do some off-roading on Saturday, go drift on Sunday. Yeah, you'll be like the odd one out that just does all of those things. Yeah. Because <laughs> you'll have the either end of the extremes of people who are lost, like... Yeah, because there's a big difference between... Like, I've noticed working at the mechanic where I think the most of them were into 4x4s. Mm. Um, 
big difference between the actual people who own these cars. Like four by four guys, really Australian, really Aussie. Yep. Really extreme. Yeah. And then like the Japanese car owners are like Tiffs. not not as, as Aussie. Yeah. Not as extreme. Like yeah, a little bit more tamer. They're just yeah. Not not quite Australia. More into the <laughs> online stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. big difference between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And then you know, I've got a bit of experience for when I want to go get an apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah, you've got some experience and you've got someone to say that you can actually do things. Yeah, the re- uh, reference. Mm, mm. Which will help. And I'll be able to use the air thing, the fucking air hose thing, and actually yeah. take it apart without blowing air everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I can do that. <laughs> First time you do it, though, you generally scares the shit out of you. Yeah. Because there's a lot yeah, of It happened to me and I was like, <laughs> shitting myself. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, I just pull the metal thing back and it's fine. And yeah. <laughs> I shit myself. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. It happens to everyone. It happened to me when I did it. When yeah. I, when I started working at Exhaust Center, it was the same thing. Yeah, he said, um, like, when he started as an apprentice, mm. he couldn't do it at all. Every yeah. single time, he would fucking fail. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, well. doing a little bit better than his first, like, day. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And you got a, t- you know, you got a taste of the hours that they do and... Yeah, you eight know. to five, eight yeah. to four on Fridays. Yeah. Yeah, and how much time they spend sitting around in a smoko room. Yeah. <laughs> and there is smoko. <laughs> yeah, it was. It surprised me because I've never actually heard anyone say that. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you got 20 minutes to smoke. And I'm like, holy shit. People actually say that word. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but Yeah. so it was 20 minutes of smoko, and that's when we actually eat. Mm-hmm. And yep. we don't have a room, like some back room or something that we can just sit in. So yep. we just sit where people come in and do, like, you know, ask, Oh, can you fix my car? And we're just sitting there fucking eating (laughs) (laughs) on TikTok or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we used to... I think when I worked at the exhaust place, we would just sit out the back. There was an old shitty couch out the back. Yeah. And that was your smoko room next Uh. to where all the exhausts were hanging. (laughs) That was it. That's where you got. And then, yeah, and then lunch. Uh, You'd just Mm. sit there on your phones. (laughs) (laughs) I think on... Like the second or third day, he watched, uh, Jack watched his patrol. Mm. Yeah. During the lunch. Okay. But we didn't really do anything else. There was nothing to do. <laughs> there was no work. And that, that happens sometimes. Yeah. I can remember in the exhaust place, you'd have like a whole stack load of lined up cars one day. And the next day, you come in and there'd be just nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. You'd just like take the boss's car in and take his exhaust off and see if he could fit something louder or bigger or something to it or bring the mini in and see if he could do something to that because <laughs> yeah sometimes it's like no one's coming in for a service or roadworthy so just but then you don't want to have to change this fucking clutch out of a Ford Transit yeah yeah <laughs> you're gonna have a hatred for Ford Transit I hate Ford Transit I wasn't even really <laughs> working on it that much but like <laughs> you know having the, the, he was doing the, the bearings I think yeah um, the engine mounts or whatever. Yep, I've probably said a whole bunch of terms wrong. That's fucking, right. Whatever. Um, but yeah, he was doing those, and it's just this really ca- cl- cramped space in the top. Yep. And the engines are really, really low down. Mm. So you're either reaching down there, or you're in at the bottom trying to reach up and over the fucking engine. Trying yeah. To do stuff. 
It's just I hate them now. Yeah, yeah, they never, they they were never good. Any of those. And it came back a second time, and the um, (laughs) what are they called? The arms, the a. Oh, the CV. CV. I always forget that. Yep. The CV arms. Yep. The I already told you, but the rubber bit, with the um clamps on them broke, Mm. and it was leaking shit all over stuff, (laughs) and that was you had to clean that, and then. There's this thing under the engine, uh, under the gearbox, and it connected to like the frame or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but like when we first did it, we were like trying to hammer it in to get the, to get it to line up with the screw. Yeah. And it broke on the other end. <laughs> I had to put it back in and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it just I hate Ford Transits. Now. <laughs> I really do. They're shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna start ranting me. about that now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Experience was fun. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Um, geez, what else other things we got to talk about? There's probably plenty of other things to talk about. Um, I don't want to go on a big rant about how much I hate real estate, but I really do hate real estate. I hate the application process. It's just, it's just ridiculous, and the inconsistencies that they apply. It's like everyone talks about the rental crisis. This is like this is rental crisis where there's no houses. No, there's houses. And and there's there's available houses, but the real estate will only do one fifteen minute viewing in like a week. So to get to it, you got to take time off work. That's just the end of it. Like it's either take time off work or spend all your Saturday. And then generally the ones you want aren't on Saturdays. It's all the shitty ones you don't want that are on the Saturdays. Oh. And you don't have any other choice. Like you ha- with most of them, you have to go and view the house before you get a chance to put an application in. The house we got is no different, right? You had to view it first before you put an application in. So we, you know, we had to get. I think we had to keep your brother at home. We had to pick, you know, your sister up from time from school. I think we we managed to beat you home just, but we went picked you up along the way. Yeah, on the way home from seeing that house. But you have to you have to do all that. So. What I've been doing at work is I've been trying to save my leave because we're gonna I'm gonna need to take leave when we move. But I've been using it all trying to go to two houses. Yeah. You know, and it's it's you know several hours to just go to one, and they don't have them all lined up so you can go from one to the other to the other to the other. It's like fucking Tuesday you go to one, and then Wednesday you go to another, and then Thursday you're off to another one. It's a freaking night. That's the nightmare. And yeah. then the application process is even worse. You know, like, some of the applicants we saw, holy shit. Like, there was one lady, one family at the house that we've got now, and, like, three cats, two dogs, fucking four bloody adults and a teenage eldest dependent or some fucking, like, it's, I don't know how all that crams into a four-bedroom house. Jeez. Like, I, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> it's just like, we fucking like a, everyone on top of each other. It'd be mad. Um, and the, one of the other places I went and looked at, the very first one I went and looked at, there was like heaps of people going through. Most of them couldn't park. So they ended up blocking up this tiny street and they all got stuck in it. Oh, I parked down the road. I know better than that. But they were like all stuck. So people couldn't get out. So they'd gone and looked at the house, but then couldn't leave because someone had pulled in in front of them and blocked the road. So they had to wait for them to look at it. And then people were trying to come into the street while people were trying to get out of the street. And it was just like, fucking weirdos. Um, 
and people were rocking up in like ugg boots and all types of stuff and it's like way to go and present yourself in a decent sort of fashion rocking up like you've just finished fucking like pouring concrete or something like someone probably has um but these people just like wandering through with the dirty boots on and like looking around and fucking like it's just some of them you could just see they just they weren't going to care for whatever they were looking at yeah um so for us it was just a matter of finding the the, the house at the right time was the thing for us not quite so much not being able to get a house yeah and i think the rental crisis seems bad because there's a lot of people who fucking aren't organized aren't reliable and don't look after what they've had so they might, that becomes very hard for them to get a house because if you get a rental place no matter how shitty it is you got to look after it because you don't look after it, it makes it harder to get the next one yeah and the next one and the next one you can end up fucking spiraling then so you really got to look after it and so i don't think some of them fucking do um and and just the the, the way they presented themselves it's like you don't even look after yourself how are you gonna look after the house yeah or anything like that so you know it's uh, the, the crisis i think is a multitude of things but it's not that there's no houses i think it's just everything else that you know accumulates together because when i went to that first house there was people there who needed to move the following monday and it was like thursday <laughs> and i'm gonna be out of my house on monday it's not anyone else's problem, Karen. It's fucking own problem. Like, just just because you can't sort your shit out, or you've been an ass and they're kicking you out, or you're not paying your rent and they're kicking you out, or whatever it might be. Not everyone else has to suffer because you can't organise yourself. Yeah, you know, yeah, get organised. Um, and yes, there might be circumstances where you know people need to leave, or there's you know other things that come into it, but. By and large, it just seemed like a lot of people were not fucking organised. Yeah. Whatsoever. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. We're all... We got a house. We're all sorted with that. Yeah, now we just got to fucking pack up and move. That's going to be harder stuff because we have too much shit. Yeah. So, got to do garage sales and all that type of stuff. Get a big ass skip in. Yeah. Throw heaps of shit into that. That we've hauled around... I'd been going. I've been going through stuff, and I found stuff from fucking like Sydney. They've <laughs> been in Sydney since two thousand and six. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I found stuff that was older than you that we've been hauling around. <laughs> Jeez. Um. So, have we managed to move all that stuff? Every single time we've moved. I don't know. Then. I think it's. I think we do a bit of a throw out. We throw some stuff out. But there's some stuff that just slips through because we just get tired of it after a while and go, oh, fuck it, we'll move it and deal with it later. Yeah. Um. So, you know, this time it'll be a little bit different because we'll be moving ourselves. So this will be very similar to when we moved um, to Keringle because when we moved to Keringle in Wagga, when you guys were much younger, we moved ourselves then. Yeah. We didn't have, like, you know... <laughs> A, a removalist or containers like we have for the last couple of moves. Yeah. So it's going to be like a box trailer and a little truck. Yeah, geez. I have to get rid of a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot. Yeah, we'll be able to do a fair few moves in a little truck and quite a lot of moves. Or like different runs. In the trailers, yeah. Oh, okay. Just have it for like two days. Yeah. And drive it myself. 
I can come along, surely. Uh, I reckon it'll be friggin' fights over who goes into the little truck. The moment I get it, there'll be fights. I won't go in the truck. Um, it's only a little one. It's only like, you know, I, yeah, pokey fucking thing. You know, four, four tonner or something. It's not, it's not massive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there will be arguments at some point <laughs> who goes in the truck. I'm just going to call dibs every time. And yeah. I won't be able to say anything. Oh, I think it's a three seater anyway. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll be getting that for the course of the weekend and recruiting people to try and help us move and all that type of stuff. Yeah. So there's plenty of things to do. Um, and that's led us to, to having to like save and get money and find money. And, you know, it's amazing what you can find <laughs> when yeah. you want to. Yeah. You know, my bus pass is a very good example. I've been almost like prepaying my bus pass out of my pay for the last two years but I calculated it on going to work five days a week since I started in 2019 or 2020 yeah sorry so you know two years of five days a week of bus money coming out and not using it because I'm not going on the bus five days a week yeah meant that when I went and checked on the account my bus pass had $1,700 on it <laughs> Jeez. On my bus pass. <laughs> I'm like, I think I'll get all that back. Thank you. <laughs> Pretty easy. One, one and a half grand? One and a half grand without even trying. Just prepay your bus pass, estimating that you're going to travel every day of the week. Yeah. And then not. So what, is that just like from your company? That's just, yeah, it's from work. It's, from work it's, you can set it up where I work you can set it up so that you you pay for your bus pass before you pay income tax oh yeah so it's not much of a saving but it's it's probably like so that was basically uh, just like five bucks saving as, yeah it's just a savings account it's, it's basically forced savings that lets you go on the bus yeah it's what it is <laughs> you finally be able to get all that back now yeah yeah so that that will come back in the next week or two that's good all of that so it's amazing what you can find when you need to because when you have to move when you rent it is hugely expensive yeah because you've got to pay you got to come up with a couple of weeks rent you've got to come up with bond um, which is good now because here in Queensland they you can get a loan like a bond grant loan type thing from the government yeah so they, they cover the cost and you just pay it back which is which is a really good idea um, and there's you know there's a few other ways you can you can get money you know you can do what mum's done and Sell a whole stack load of stuff on the, on the Facebook marketplace. Yeah, you sold your um, and I sold my lap steel. Lap steel, correct? Yes, a friend bought my lap steel. So like what a grand was it? Yeah, fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Yeah, geez. yeah. So, which is what I've been wanting to get for him. Which is you know the amount of effort and work and stuff that's put in and the and the interest I've had from them. Yeah. Sort of, you know, lends it that way. So, you know, sadly, all those things have to go on hold now. I can't build anymore yeah until we've moved but hopefully so. in the future that could even just turn into like a good side hobby to get you yeah. a bit of money as well yeah yeah I'm going to start making guitar pickups yeah making my own guitar pickups what are those like you know the little pits on the top of the guitar with little holes in them like on that one behind you a bit near the bottom which is metal and it's got screws in it Oh, that 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 bit, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's the pickup. So that's what has magnets in it, and 
a copper coil that runs around it that, that gets electrified and creates an electromagnetic field and that picks up the vibrations of the strings. Is that that? That's some like science shit right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pure science. Oh my god. Um but you can to to buy a a new pickup will cost probably anywhere from like uh, cheapest chips bargain basement ones about 50 or 60 bucks. Good yeah. quality ones are several hundred. Um, you can get the parts to make them so you can get the wire and you can get all the bits and pieces and stuff from the US to make them I just need to make a device that can spin it around really quickly because each one has about thereabouts 5,000 you know winds of copper wire inside of them very fine copper wire so if you do that by hand that's that's quite a lot of work and I reckon I'd lose count too many times and I'd end up with one with like 10,000 wines or something because I fucking lost count Jeez. so I'm going to make I'm going to make one yeah where I can put the thing on the side the little pickup bobbin on the side and spin the spin get it to spin you know a couple of hundred revs a minute and um you know wind it on that way yeah and so I'll make my own pickups because the biggest that the biggest and the most expensive part of the entire guitar build is the pickup. Yeah. So the volume controls and switches and you know the tuning bits and pieces and all that not expensive. Right, you can pick those up. Yeah, your volume and tone controls are like five bucks each. Yeah. You know the other bits and pieces ten bucks twenty bucks each. Pickups. If you, if you can get the cheap ones, it's around 50 or 60 bucks each. You want to put more than one on, then it goes up in cost. So the cost really, the, the pickup cost is huge. So I want to start making my own. So A, I can bring the cost down. And B, I can make the pickups and sell just the pickups. Yeah. Just by themselves. And just make a good budget pickup to sell. So... That's Easily just make some money on the side. Yeah, yeah, just just a bit to do just, stuff. Yeah, just some just some some cash flow going through. Um, it's always good to have more than one cash flow. So that's what I'm planning to do once we get moved. But it's a matter of <laughs> the moment getting past everything the fuck it needs to happen here. Yeah, because every time I pack another box of stuff, it seems like there's more stuff that's not packed. It doesn't seem like we're like. Everything's like reducing. It's like you pack a box and you go, fuck, I've got all that to do. So you pack it and then you look around and it's like, oh, I've still got all that to do. <laughs> so it yeah. is it is a bit stressy, but it's given us an opportunity to go through things like all the movies we had, all the games we've had. It's gonna be good in the future though, when we've when we move in, we just don't we've got it less random shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's less clutter, less yeah. bits of pieces of shit like there's a whole pile of stuff like behind where you're sitting that's going in the bin there's heaps of stuff that I've flagged I'm not even going to look at packing up it's just going straight get a skip bin and just throw it all straight to skip bin yeah um which we'll get in the next week or two get a big skip bin go in the backyard just throw all the shit from there into the skip bin just go through the place everything that we're not keeping or selling just straight in the bin yeah and then I'll make it come and pick and take it away and we'll we're done. Yeah. Happy days. So 
that's the big thing for us. We've got to get the garage sale done and all that type of stuff. Do we have, do we have that plan on like a specific day? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it might likely be next Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it's hot as for me now, and then I'll have one more week at school, and then by then we'll move, so. Mm. Yeah, you get to go to school for your farewell, your farewell tour. Yeah. <laughs> Just one last, it's not even a full week, because if we're moving on the Friday, then. Yeah, if we're moving on the Friday, we'll be out, you know, you'll be, your so. last your last day will be, um, you know, the, the Thursday. Yeah. Say goodbye to all my friends, and then go to fucking south side of school for six months yep and I'll drop out and work there okay. yeah 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 go and go and spend six months down at the I think it's like a secondary college or something why do they call it a college when I it's don't know. a fucking public school I don't know <laughs> trying to be flash it's like um Alameda mm-hmm. yeah it's not a fucking college it's just a <laughs> it's school. just a school yeah yeah I don't know why I don't know why they call it the name there might be a reason behind it but... oh, it's their uniform is, I mean the elementary college, maybe they call it a college because they've got high like high school uniforms in a fucking primary school. Mm. So then that lets you call the college. I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't uh, know. And it's not like the two school like two schools down there are right next to each other, but they're not the same school. Yeah. It's na- same name. One's just. It might be primary, like one's called secondary. It might be like here where you've got Wavell Primary and then Wavell. Yeah. High school like. Yeah. They're different schools, but they're still both just wavel. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, you've only got six months there. Yeah. So, you know. And then I'll just... go into the workforce. And then you try and get yourself into the workforce. Yeah. Secure an apprenticeship, get into the workforce. But I, d- I did, like, I can't wait for that because fucking, I just, school is just so boring. I feel like the stuff I learned there is completely useless. Yeah. Because I want to be a mechanic. Or tuna and whatever, working yeah. with cars. Why the fuck do I need to know what's inside of an atom? It yeah. doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I'm not going to be fucking the next Albert Einstein. Yeah. So I want to get out of school and then actually do something that, you know, uh, after the four days of the being mechanic, like mm. first day was fun. And then after that, it was like, it felt like work. Yep. But at least I felt good after I did it. Yeah. yeah. Like I felt like I got stuff done and that, all that. Yep. Yeah. Like I was actually doing something with myself. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah being yeah. productive. Because yeah. school doesn't make me feel productive. No. Even if I do finish a fucking exam and I finish the assignment and even if I get like an A or something somehow, mm. it doesn't really feel like I've completed something that's yeah. worthwhile to me. Yeah, yeah. Look, I was the same when when I when I decided to finish up school. Yeah. In like the third week, I think, of year 11. <laughs> I'm like, I'll go back. I'll give it a try. I went back went, no. No. <laughs> no fucking over this shit. Um, yeah. And, it, and yeah, I was the same. I had no fulfillment or enjoyment in school whatsoever. Much better once I got out into the workforce and started working. Yeah. It was much better. I think it paid heaps, but, you know, it just seemed more worthwhile. Just better use of my time. I yeah. Think. School just didn't feel like a good use of my time at that point in, in my life. So I feel like the whole, you know, the whole stigma around, like, you know, dropping out you're not going to be able to get a good job or whatever you know be able to get a good enough education yeah, yeah, and shit yeah. I think that comes from the US because the US doesn't have like apprenticeships and stuff like yeah. that yeah so if you drop out in the US you just your best option for work is like fucking at a servo or some shit yeah yeah you can't go on and get an apprenticeship and then work your way up and yeah trying to get trades yeah 
trades are really hard. Yeah, I, I, I get a lot of people. I've had a lot of people throughout my life going, oh, you need to stay in school to year 12. You'll never get anywhere. I'm like, uh, I, I tend to disagree. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, and I work now with people who have multiple degrees. Yeah. Um, and, and some who have doctorates and stuff like that. And I work in the same space with same amount of input i don't have the same technical understanding but i have the, the more operational understanding and the same amount as input as any of them yeah i didn't go to year 12 like mm. I, I tried to with tafe and i failed english <laughs> so i didn't get my hsc because <laughs> <laughs> i failed english yeah like like horribly i think i got like 20 percent oh, something in english um mainly because the book i read to me had a different meaning to what the teacher thought it did yeah and that ruined it for me. But anyway, it's it. You don't, you don't need it. There are different avenues to yeah. doing things. And it's I that think, whole stigma, yeah, from the US, where in the US you have to do year twelve. Yep, you can't just drop out and start working. Yep, yeah, and it's it it here in a, like it's different in the US. Fine, you might need to do that, but here in Australia you don't need to. Yeah, like you can go and get a trade, or you cannot get a trade. I don't have a trade. I fucking don't. I have my truck license. Yeah. <laughs> it's the closest I have to a trade is my truck license, and that's it. Yeah. I haven't, like, I barely got any TAFE certificates, not probably not worth anything now. Like, cert one in fucking, I don't know, something or other. I don't know. Like, it, I don't have any, you know, reasonable qualification. I did some of the universities study for programming but you just drove some trucks and then you got often more jobs yeah drove some trucks got out of the trucks and then just told went, people where to drive the trucks started telling people what to do and then told and them <laughs> where to go yep and then told them when they're doing the wrong thing told them how to drive the truck <laughs> yep yep and now i work and telling them what to do all over again um so you, you can go and build any career you want there is different avenues to it and one is not necessarily better than the other. Yeah. Right. It's it, it's not. I work with equivalents to, to myself as in my role there's a, there's like equivalents to me who you have university degrees and we're about the same point in life. We're, we're more or less about that same point in life, same time in life. Yeah. And at the same at the same place. <laughs> you know, so it's it isn't one is better than the other. They so this is which you prefer, I guess. It's like if you want to go and work your way up to the spot or you just want to get the education to get to well, the spot. Yeah, there's there's whether you want to pursue more of a technical understanding yeah. and a technical knowledge set or an operational knowledge set. And that's what it largely comes down to with most things. It's technical versus operational. Yeah. So you can go and become like a, you can go and become like a scientist. You can go and become a doctor. You go and become like an engineer or something like that. And you'll have very good technical understanding. Or you can go the opposite way and you can go and fucking work your ass off from the ground up in an industry and you'll have really good operational understanding. And you'll get to a point in your life, in your career, where those two will start to cross over. Because the engineering, you know, where I am in, the engineering guys they've, they've studied a lot and they've got their, their degrees and stuff and and they can progress quite quickly but it sort of starts to slow down a little bit depending on what you do some can move faster some move slower operational space starts off slow and it sort of builds momentum 
and you'll sort of mainly go past someone with a technical understanding career-wise, but then you'll also hit a wall because once you get into that, you get high enough up into a management stream, it's, you got to wait for some bastard to die to, to progress. Yeah. Right? It just it's, it happens everywhere. But they, they progress differently. But ultimately, they end up roughly the same place. Yeah. If you do well in your career. Um, and, and the thing in both of them is you can be horrible at either of them. Like it's not one way is better than the other. Yeah. They both have disadvantages and advantages to them. And it's just working through that. And that depends more on the person. Like if you have a very good technical mindset and you want to learn and consume freaking a mass of knowledge, then you're best going down the technical path. Yeah. But if you just want to get in and do work, then you're best going down that operational path. Um, it's the same as what you'll do in becoming a mechanic. Like you could go to university and you could do you know, mechanical engineering or, or structural engineering or something like that. You could do fucking all sorts of stuff at university around mechanics. Yeah. And you could go and fucking design and build brand new engines or you could be a mechanic and fucking work on the brand new engines. Yeah. So it's, it's just what you prefer. It's just what you prefer. It's, it's, it's how it is with nearly everything. Um, so anyway, you'll be fine. We've just like broken the whole thing down. Like we just yep. discovered how work, the workforce operates. Yep. Yep. Oh my God. And you'll always get like career teachers and stuff like that going, oh, you need to get your HSC. Your best bet's to get your HSC. Not in all cases it isn't. What the fuck am I going to use that HSC for in yeah. a fucking... See, as a, as a general rule... Yeah, it's better, but nowhere ever in my career ever have I ever had someone say, "Oh, you didn't get your HSC back in 1996." <laughs> oh, geez, we can't give you the job then. Like never, yeah, never. Not even my fucking first job did they give, like my my first full time actual proper fucking job on the back of a garbage truck. Did they give a rat's fucking ass <laughs> that I didn't have my HSC? Yeah. Not one bit. It was, can you show up at four o'clock in the morning every morning? Yes. Okay. You got a job in the back of the truck. <laughs> that was it. So, I whilst think, general goal is to say, yes, get your HSC, that doesn't mean it necessarily has to happen. I think you only really need your HSC if you're going to do like university or something like that. Yeah. Don't you? Like if you're going to go into university, you want to, you do want the technical to, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Do the technical stuff and you want to get, get a degree, then your HSC is important and your sole focus needs to be HSC because if you're going to go down that technical path you've got to do it all or you're not like if you're going to do if you're thinking oh, I might try and go to university it's not a might try you have to really knuckle down for your HSC and get the best score you can to place yourself the best you can in university yeah you know it's, it's you've just got to go whole hog at it um, because that's going to be your life for at least six to ten years right depending on what you do yeah so you really just got to go hard at it. Likewise, if you're not, if you're not, you're just going to make that call, right? You, you sit way halfway through fucking year 11 trying to make a call of whether you're going to stay or go. You lose six months, right? And you lose six months on every other single kid that's decided at the end of year 10 they're not going back. So, you know, you might stay another six months at school, drop out, try and get an apprenticeship, You'll rock up day one, 
and kids new from high school are already nearing the end of their first year as an apprentice. You're already a year behind. Yeah. So you either make the call or you don't. And a lot of a lot of career advisors and stuff will say, just stay in school, just stay in school, stay in school. You need to make the right choice for yourself. Yeah. Not for them, not for the school, not for your parents, for yourself. Right. And we've been quite supportive of your kids to to encourage you to do what you want to do. Yeah. But whatever you want to do, you do it with as much commitment as you can. Right. And you go and do it. There's no, I might go and work at Macca's sometime next year type shit and just hang about at home playing PlayStation. It's not happening. You, you're either going to do it or you're not. Type yeah. Thing. Um, and that helps get off to a start because you get so many kids that are just told stay in school, stay in school, stay in school. And then they finish school like, what the fuck do I do now? Well, they finish school. They've got no heart in it. They've dragged their ass through to year 12. They, they've dragged and just made getting a HSC, but not, not with good grades. It gives them no real standing to go to uni. And then they don't go to uni and they have to just get into the workforce but by that time, they're like they're, eight, they're eighteen. They're right. like two years late. They're two years late. Most of the apprenticeships go to the younger kids. Like you, you just you, you're shooting yourself in the foot. So if you if you want to stay in school, stay in school, but commit to it and go hard at it, and really focus on the learning and the knowledge. Yeah. Um, and focus on getting the grades in the in the subjects you want to, to make yourself look good to a university. Right, and just just do that, and then get into uni and go into the technical side, or make the call and not. Like yeah. it's it's just uh, you get to a certain point where you you got to go one way or the other, because you sit on the fence. I've seen people sit on the fence, and they sit on the fence for about ten years. Right, I've seen one. I know one guy who tried to stay in school, couldn't. Um got out but got out way too late he was like into year 12 by the time he got out got out played catch up with everyone else who had got out didn't get a trade ended up working in a fucking Maccas and as far as he got was being the fucking nighttime shift manager at McDonald's oh, was as far as he got in a decade yeah right in that same decade those that committed themselves to doing subjects of study had gone well in their HSC, had gone to uni, had a degree, and were now starting to do graduate work or something like that out in the workforce. Yeah. The operational people who'd gone down that path had either done trade certificates or something like that, or built skill sets to to help work their way up and elevate their way up. Yeah. Right, so you you, you got to go one way or another. You've got to pick a way. Um. Because if you don't, you know, things like the Defence Force become your option, which is sort of what I took. Yeah. I took the Defence Force option, which is a, which is an option that can work, right? You you can go and do a trade in Defence Force. Yeah. Um, but not all trades equivalent, are equivalent very well. Like, if you're going to be a mechanic in the Army, the vehicles you work on in the Army aren't quite the same as what you work on outside. Like they're very, very similar and, and they are the same to a degree, but you work on such a, a limited skill and a limited range of vehicles. Once you get out, you can really struggle because you start working on much more diverse fucking kit. Yeah. So And it's like, what, only like diesels and stuff? So you well, come out of the army being a diesel mechanic? Primarily, 
Yeah, and you can make a good solid career out of that. Like, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying you can't no. make a career out of diesels, but it's different. Yeah, right, and it's it, it is all largely different. Um, it's the same when you go and do, like you know, you go if you went to the air force and you went and did something around aviation. You know, I know a guy who went and was a aviation technician. And he would basically fix carbon fiber blades and work with carbon fiber and rotors and stuff like that. Oh. Um, very, very good at what he did. Not much scope outside of the Air Force to go and do what he does in the Air Force. Yeah. Um, so there's those those differences. So it can be beneficial. It was for me because I used it to get my truck license get my skills up as a truck driver yeah, and took it outside of the, the defense force and then used all those skills I'd built up to get to where I am now. But it doesn't work in all circumstances. Yeah. So, you know, everything has its ups and downs, but it's just when you get to a certain age, you have to make a certain call about what you do. Um, and if you make it, if you make the wrong call, you've got limited opportunity to go back on it. Yeah. So, you can't get those years back. Well, yeah, you can't. And if you if you make the call early enough, like around sort of 16, 17, you make the call, you're going to stay in school or leave school. If you change your mind pretty soon after that, you've got some scope to get yourself back to where you need to. You know, I was the same. I, I made the decision to leave school, went and got a job, and then when I finally moved out and, and got my own place and changed towns, so I had to try and find a job again. And I went back to school and I had that limited opportunity, that limited scope of time to get back to school and do night school. Um, Hopeless at it, but I did night school. Yeah. Um, To try and make that, fill that gap. And then, you know, I got a job at the Meatworks and freaking, you know, then I, when I first I was on the back of the garbage truck and then I got a job at the Meatworks, ironically, and worked my way up from there. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's just that, that timing most people face yeah it's good that you know at my age I've already I already know what I want to do I've given mm. it a go yep I've, I enjoyed it yep you know I like cars in every yep. way yep. so working on them will be fine for me I think yeah yeah and I can go and do that and I won't really be behind because mm. I've already decided this early yeah you've already made the decision early it's just getting those steps in play the her yeah so you can set yourself up for success in that so, you know, we'll get you your license because you'll you'll need that at some point. Yeah, because you've got to actually test drive the car to make sure you haven't broken it more. <laughs> yeah, by trying to fix it, um, and stuff like that. And oh, the guy on his third year, he I don't think he test drove them. He was able to drive them to park them outside, but um, yeah. Greg test drove them. Yeah, it's probably better for their insurance. Yeah, yeah, because he's still on his green fees, I think. Yeah, yeah. So you can sort of get exemptions when you're on your P's to drive other cars. Drive a high-powered vehicle yeah. as a mechanic. Yeah, to to test it. Um, and, and if you test it like a mate I've got, then that involves taking it up a back road somewhere and seeing how much of a burnout it can do. <laughs> if it's a Commodore or a Falcon, you just have to. Like, if it can't do a burnout properly, there's something wrong with it, obviously. Yeah, he'd do it with trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it... Test their durability. Yeah, I mean, you'd go in, like, logically, you'd go in with, like, a headlight issue. (laughs) And the first thing he'd need to do was make sure it can do a standing burnout. 
Because you need to make sure the light can see through smoke and stuff. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's it makes all, perfect sense. It's all part of the durability test. It's like they start them up and put the engine brakes on and just rev it up and hit the engine brake, so it makes a whole stack load of noise. It's like get the problems with the light, not the engine. Dude, I love the sound of engine brakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The old compression brakes are the best. Um, but yeah, that's completely random. But <laughs> no, that's all good. That's all good. So, I guess for us, you know, this will probably be the last time we record from this location. Yeah. Um, you know, the next couple of weeks, everything's going to be packed up. So, if we're sitting down too long, we'll end up packed up in a box. So, you have to keep busy. Otherwise, your mum will pack us up too. Um, no. So, so this will all get packed up. The whole setup will get packed up. And once we're reestablished where we are yeah. and we've figured out where the and how we can set everything up to record. Well, there's a media room, but mum might want that for a sewing room. Yeah, well, that's going to be a bit of the home office slash sewing room, whatever else we can fit in there. But I reckon we might be able to fit it in there somehow. Yeah. So we'll just have to... It'll probably take like an extra week to figure out where everything's going to sit. Yeah. Because um, I did have this harebrained idea of doing it in the garage, but I think that would be too echoey. Yeah, definitely. Big square space. We need to hire a small apartment or office building Mm. just for this podcast. Well, they have a a community centre. They have, like, this community centre type thing that has, like, meeting rooms and stuff in it. Yeah, but then we'd have to move all this shit into there every single time, wouldn't we? Yeah. Which would be a pain in the ass. Yeah, it'd be It'd take hours to do. Yeah, yeah. Might not be an idea. We'll figure something out, though. So... Won't hear from us. This last time you hear from us for a few weeks, probably about three, maybe four, I reckon. So yeah. we aren't dead. We aren't dead. We aren't going anywhere. Because seems to be thing on the internet that if you're gone for like a month, you're fucking dead. You got yeah. killed in a car accident. Yep, yep. Not dead. Definitely not dead. Um, we so. are just having to pack everything up, and there's other priorities, which happens from time to time. You'll have other priorities. That you need to focus on. Yeah. Um, for us, this priority Maybe. of getting moved is what we need to focus on. Yeah. And you need to focus on going Champside tomorrow and watching movie. Yeah. Gonna yeah. go see the amazing movie, uh, Minions The Rise of Guru for my birthday. Yep. <laughs> There's no better way to celebrate my birthday than watch an absolute classic film like The Minions. Like Minions. <laughs> And then we'll have a delightful dinner at a five-star restaurant and talk about our observances in the amazing film Minions Rise of Guru. Yep. And then we'll come back to our place and have a sleepover. That's, that's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan. That's Absolutely plan. delightful. That's that's peak 16-year-old birthday right there. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, I don't know how you're going to do it. Anyway, we'll see what torment that brings when that <laughs> arrives. Oh, <laughs> I was messaging um with my friend Zane. Yeah. Um on the group chat and he said um oh, he was we were talking about when to watch the movie and so we were talking about getting there at three mm-hmm. and it was like oh and then that gives us some time to mentally prepare ourselves to watch the movie. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you think he was gonna rock up like at three and and, and sit around and wait till the six o'clock screening or something. No, 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 because oh. there's one at forty five. Oh, okay. So we'd have like 40 minutes to mentally prepare ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to be 
fucking shit movie. You'd just all be sitting in the lobby, like, medita- meditating or something. <laughs> <laughs> just getting ready to go and watch this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd go to Kmart, get a whole stack load of party hats or something. Party poppers. Yeah. Set them off at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we could do that. Yeah, yeah. If you get kicked out, it's not my fault. <laughs> I'll take the blame. It's fine. <laughs> it's like probably going to be my last time at Gemside. Yeah. <laughs> get kicked probably out of the Gemside yep. for party poppers. Yeah, it'd be put on the blacklist of Gemside. <laughs> Never to return again. Oh, no. But yep. yeah. You'll have to then, I don't know. You have to then gravitate yourself, I guess, around like Springfield or something, Ipswich shops or something. I don't know. How many air shows are going to be there? Jeez. <laughs> All of them. That's when you're so many. Yeah, that didn't seem too bad when I was down there. There was only every third car was a lowered Holden or <laughs> or Falcon or. That's all right for me, though. There's a fair few FGs floating around with LED headlights and stuff. And that makes sense. Yeah. That's all right. Though. Faded roofs, <laughs> all that type of stuff. <laughs> so it, you, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll fit in. I'll fit in perfectly. I've yeah, got yeah. a growing the mullet. Yeah. Uh, it'll be perfect. There was for me. quite a fair few patrols running around. Yeah. Jacked right up, knowing source <laughs> on them. The whole cliche thing. So be able to fit in. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, I reckon that's it from us. I don't think there's there's much more we can talk about. We talked about everything to bring you up to date where we are. It'll probably be so, a fair bit to talk about in the next. Yeah, yeah. Few once, weeks. Once we get the move done, we'll get back on track and have a catch up episode, and then we will go back to doing going weekly. back to doing weekly stuff and doing our normal thing. This time, I won't let my friend group find out about the podcast. <laughs> You'll leave them out. <laughs> yep. Just just not, 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 not tell them about it. <laughs> Why you don't want it, you don't want to have the hassle? Yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing about most of this type of stuff is you don't tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> um which is fine. Alright. Very goodly. Well that's it. Enjoy your next four weeks without us and we'll speak to you again next time. Goodbye. See ya.